So welcome back to another episode of Not So Sugarcoated with Bert and Jasmine. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Bert. And today we're continuing our series on marriage and we have um, two people we've known for a while. I don't know how long Jasmine's known them. You've known them longer, I think. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. I mean, it's been since you worked at the church. I mean, we've been married for nine. And you've known them longer than that, haven't you? Before you guys were dating even. No, we were dating. What year did you start working at the church? 2012? Something like that. So 13 years? Yeah, probably at least. Dang. (laughs) Would you like to introduce them? Yes. So today we have Adam and Kristen Satinsky. Hi. Hello. Hit the button. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So now everybody thinks the buttons are cool now, I guess. This is the thing. Thank God. (laughs) Got them over in one week. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. No, so we've known them from church. They used to volunteer. When Jasmine worked there. Yes. And before that. Yes. And then we met their kids. And we really actually really like their kids a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah, I have nothing against any of them. I like all of them. Yeah, so I just really, you know. I like Adam and Kristen too, though. No, I know. Be I clear know. about that. You could have just had the kids here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a different episode. <laughs> so, talk to me about your parents' trauma. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours of that. No, um, no, you guys have been really good. You guys have a really good family all around. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, we can start from the beginning. How'd you guys meet? So, <laughs> we're both looking at each other. Who's going to tell the story? <laughs> okay, so we met at Applebee's. On on 28th Street. Nice. The one across from Studio 28. It was pretty popular back Not there anymore. In the days, it's not. Oh, the Studio 28. 28. The Apple Pieces. Yeah, so neither one of us are from this area. Uh, We both came for Grand Valley, I guess. And I was working at Applebee's for probably for like a year. And then Adam came and we met there. Adam, were you working there too? I was. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Wait, where are you guys from then? So I'm from Jackson. Okay. I'm from Fowlerville. Oh, okay. He I have no idea where those places are at. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Michigan? Yeah, no. yeah. We're both in Michigan, Jackson. <laughs> I don't know any Michigan. It's like the other side of the state. Jackson okay. is like between Ann Arbor and Kalamazoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. See? South of Lansing. <laughs> okay. And Fowlerville. Fowlerville's over by Brighton. Here oh, Brighton okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. That I know. Yeah. <laughs> she knows where Brighton is because one of my old coworkers lives there. Okay. Okay. That's not where I know it. It's because of a map. Because <laughs> of what? A map. A map? I mean, we we have to drive through there to get to Ikea. <laughs> That's true. She's like Dora the Explorer here with a map. <laughs> no, we've been in, we've been to Brighton once. Yeah. When we went to Aaron's oh, house. Oh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah. that now. <laughs> See, my old coworker. <laughs> that was, did not even remember that at all. No. <laughs> okay, so you guys met there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. We <laughs> met at Applebee's. Okay. I was probably in the kitchen at that point. Yeah, I think so. You're a server. Yep. And she would just constantly come back and stare at me. That sounds about right. No, it's embarrassing. I did think he was cute. That's fair. How old were you guys? I was 20 and you were 21. Maybe not 21 yet. No, you had to be because we got married when I was 21 and you were 22. Yeah, that's true. And we barely dated. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. You were one of those people? We're pretty scandalous, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Our story. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this stuff. On this you can show. say whatever you, you want. Yeah, I really, yes. really don't care. So I do feel like we met and we felt like we knew each other for a long time and we felt like we were going to get married, like really quick, I would say. And um, All the stuff that if my kid said today, I'd say, just slow down. Yeah. yeah. Chill out. Yeah. For yeah. sure. He doesn't have a real job. You're not dating him. <laughs> For sure. Right. And while you were a cook at Applebee's. For sure. <laughs> All the stuff I would tell my kids. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So we, that summer, I feel like you did go ring shopping with somebody that we knew. You kind of were looking around and I wanted to get into my master's program yep. before we got engaged or married or anything. Uh-huh. That was my plan. And I was going into my senior year, I think, of college. And we went to us. Yeah. We went to we went to a trip. I think first we went to see my dad in Pennsylvania. Then I was checking out right. grad school. Yeah. So we went down to Chapel Hill. Okay. In North Carolina. Research okay. Triangle down there. And we, mm-hmm. we stayed in a tent. Yeah, we camped. I remember that because one day we went one of the days we drove south down to the ocean in North Carolina. And the waves were gigantic. I mean, they were like 10-foot waves, and we thought it was amazing. And then on the way back, we hear on the radio that there's a hurricane coming. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like, was it even the internet? I mean, we weren't like, you didn't have a phone or nothing. And we're in a tent, you know, about to have a hurricane. Yeah. So I remember we went and stayed in a hotel that night. Well, the reason we stayed in a hotel. Oh, was that before we knew that? that? No, because after like two or three nights of me waking up not feeling very good, there was like, hey, Maybe you should take a pregnancy test. <laughs> so we went and got a pregnancy test, and we went to Burger King and for breakfast. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. And I went in the bathroom. and So I've heard your other podcasts on uh-huh. infertility. Yeah. And we had probably maybe, I don't want to say the opposite struggle, but kind of. Like, like my, Adam just looks at you. <laughs> real, oh, she was pregnant, yeah. Actually. That- so like we... Um, my pants so you weren't guys even didn't pulled. Do up. anything? You just looked at. Yeah, me. it was like I don't know. <laughs> we held hands. I don't know how. How else it happened? <laughs> Somebody got to tell me that one of these days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like my pants aren't even pulled up, and it's pregnant. It said, and I was like, oh my word. So I go out there, and Adam's in line, and I just stand there, and he was like, As, "You're pregnant, aren't you?" And I'm like, how do you know? He goes, you were counting. He was counting because I said, you have to wait for three, however many minutes it said. So he was counting (laughs) and I came out sooner. So he was like, well, if you come out, then you're obviously pregnant. If it was a longer, you didn't know. So then we were just like, huh, I don't. Were you guys happy, devastated? Like how? I feel like just kind of surprised. I don't. Stunned. Stunned. So I, I remember saying, we're sleeping in a hotel. We're having no reason to be stunned, right? I mean, we're having sex. Like, well, why are we stunned? Well, because well, I had been on birth control. Yeah. But then this is, so I had been on birth control, and then I, I think I was late or something happened, and then I had this thought, this was a couple months before, like, what if I'm pregnant? I don't want to give my baby, like, birth defects. I'm going to stop taking this birth control (laughs) (laughs) just in case and then I took a pregnancy test and it was negative and then it was like I probably never got back I don't even know what happened so I probably what what year would that have been 
1998. Yeah, the internet wasn't around. No. <laughs> you have, no, no, you have no. no other, I mean, like the encyclopedia? You go into the library and read that? <laughs> I know. Well, so, right? That's all you had. So my mom's a nurse, and I it was going, I was in, I should have known. I just didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew, but I didn't know. And, you, and like, you don't think anything's going to happen to you when you're a kid, right? No. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So we were pretty shocked. So I remember calling my mom, and I said, so I have something to tell you. She was like, you're pregnant, aren't you? And I was like, oh! <gasps> Somehow she knew because moms always know. I mean, any time a yep. woman calls you and say, I have something to tell yeah. you. Well, and she knew. Like, she knew that like we were in North Carolina together, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, and and I mean, I think we started dating in March and found out we we're pregnant in August. August. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so <laughs> another thing, quick. were mm-hmm. you guys like Christians at that time or no? So I said I was. So she was I did. Not. I did say I was. I think if you would have asked her, like you ask a lot of people, right? They would probably say sure. But I did say like, I was. Yeah, I yeah, said like I go to church. I but, said no. I was raised Catholic, but I would not consider myself Catholic. I wouldn't consider myself a Christian. Yeah. Okay. That's, you would say that. That's what I said. Oh, okay. But I remember not thinking, at all. Okay. Right? I, on the other hand, was the one who would say for sure I was a Christian. I mean, I had encounters with Jesus up to that point, okay. but had no self-control and was not living that at all yeah which which is worse probably but also normal yeah 100 yeah. percent normal yeah like it's still normal up to this See it every day. day right yep. you know it's not like well I, mean, I totally believed in god i just wasn't living for the lord yeah. i had no actual relationship yeah yeah and you know but i mean we we said in another episode we didn't make it yeah <laughs> what does that mean mean? we didn't make it no we did right right you know and um i also remember one time the uh adult young pastor i won't say which pastor because i don't want people who like no that was that person no he said he had married 10 couples in the year that he was an adult past like a young adult pastor and out of those 10 couples only one had made it wow and we all knew who those couples were right and it's like, oh, I wonder who's the one that made it. Like, <laughs> we knew who no. made it. Yeah, no, we did. But, <laughs> but like, that's to show you like the statistics of it yeah. and how, I guess, normal that is. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not trying to, like, be negative, like, right. Nancy about it. Yeah. It's just more like, I think we need to teach, pe- teach people not. Normalize it in the church. Normalize that self-control is important, yeah. not not have sex. Is right. More yes. important. Yep. I think self-control right. is more important than yes. saying don't have sex. So I grew up, like my parents waited, and that was a huge deal. And I was, I was definitely educated. Yeah. I was definitely ta- taught all the right things. Um, Except whether birth control gives your kid <laughs> yeah. right. I was actually taught the right thing with birth control. <laughs> I just kind of was like, eh, yeah, probably yeah, shouldn't yeah. do it. Um, but I think that, for me, it was more like you just shouldn't do it, not no. because you have this intimate relationship with the Lord and he's yeah. talking to you and th- there's better thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was not even mm-hmm. a thought process for yeah. me. Just it's you more shouldn't. more of a rule, right? Like that's how a lot of people think of it. It's just a mm-hmm. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not but a rule, not a conviction. Opposite. I didn't, I wasn't taught anything. Yeah. So I. I mean, you knew we weren't supposed to be. For right? sure. It's not like, right? not. like <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> you know. She seduced me. Yeah. I know. yeah. So, okay. So how did your mom take it when you told her? 
So I would say my parents were actually really good about it. That's like good. they were obviously not happy, but here it is. What are you going to do? Right. They yeah. very much embraced. I feel like both my parents really embraced Adam. My dad did a really good job of sitting us down and saying, these are some things that I've learned. My parents got divorced when I was 18. Okay. So I grew up with my parents being married. It was the opposite of Adam's situation. And they got divorced when I was older. So that was kind of, it was hard, very, very hard for me, but also weird. But so my dad sat us down and really kind of gave us, these are some things that I did wrong. And these are some things I've learned and some things that will help you. And so that's been, he's been good. Yeah. In that way. And my mom just really embraced, I would say Adam kind of like a son too. For sure. Mm -hmm. So they weren't happy about it, but we felt very much loved. Like my extended family had showered, you know, like they, they loved us. Yeah. So that was good. Okay. And I mean, we were not married and we were young, but we weren't like 14. Like they were like, you're in college. And so I think they thought we were trying to be adults <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. adults I would say okay so then you guys got married 25 years next month wow yeah cool. November 14 mm-hmm. yep so we kind of had a conversation of so we're either going to get married and have our kid in the wedding which we know people that have done that mm-hmm. or we're just going to get married mm-hmm. and we were like let's just do it like we're going to do it anyway I'd rather just yeah be done so this is a weird question did you guys marry because you were pregnant or do you guys marry were like, okay, like this is like going to last. Like, I don't know. I think, right. I think for me, we got married when we did because I was pregnant. Yeah. But we had already had conversations of like, we want to get married. We feel like this is right. But I did not, I mean, I had plans. I was going to get my master's degree. I had, I am, I always knew I wanted to get married and have kids, but that was not something I was like, I know people that are like, I just want to be a mom. And that was not, what I was like, I wanted to work and yeah. have a career and I really like to think and do things. And so that was yeah. kind of timing was very difficult for me, for yeah. sure. I could see that because you're working towards something and then you kind of, well, like kind of, you have to She stop. finished her senior year, graduated with a baby, took him to class a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was like Grand Valley. And so I think I was due beginning of April or whatever. And so I couldn't do that last semester because your finals are like the end of April. So I had to take that semester off. So I took that semester off. And then the summer after I had Noah, I took a couple classes. And then that fall, I finished up. So I still graduated in 1999, but it was December instead of April. Okay. But my capstone class, we had to do a presentation and my professor, it was at a different time than class normally was. And I said, Oh, I'm going to have to see if I can get a babysitter. I don't know. My professor was like, I love babies. You've got to bring him. I'll hold him. And I was like, I, I mean, I don't want to bring my baby. (laughs) It was like, I don't bring my baby to class. And she was like, no, 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 bring him, bring him. So I was like, you better give me an A. (laughs) So she was happy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he came to, he came to Grand Valley with me. That's cute. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Adam, were you able to finish? Mm-mm. Nope. I never finished Grand Valley. Okay. Did you not finish because, like, the pressure of supporting a family? No, or? I didn't finish because I like to party too much. <laughs> <laughs> much. He wasn't in school yeah. when we met. No, no. I okay. already left Grand Valley. So then after we got married, it was after we got married. Mm-hmm. Yep. I ended up going to a computer and tech program. Okay. One of those one-year programs. Okay. 
because computers were starting to really take off, right? Uh, computers are still a thing. Computers are still a thing. So I did that for a year, graduated from that, and then said there's no chance I'm ever sitting in front of a computer for the rest of my life. I just not my personality. It's not what I can do. So yeah. I ended up not doing that. Okay. All right. So how was your first year of marriage? It's like I had to think about it. Yeah, I know. It's weird thinking about it, right? Or the first few years of your marriage, I guess you can say. I was going to say, I couldn't remember anything from our first few years. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, the timeline I mean, is probably messy. not good. I mean, I remember I feel like the apartment we were in, we had we had a really good friend, friends that lived in the same apartment complex as us. And, but uh, I, I mean, I feel like it was okay. The, my hard part was... The first two years of Noah's life, I was trying to decide what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought I was going to be, my my goal was to be a physical therapist. So at that point, it was a like a master's program, you know, but now it's a DNP. But so I kind of was like always researching because we did have a computer because I remember trying to figure out like, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember trying to figure out, should I go get my master's in social work? Should I do this? You know, like trying to figure yeah. out what to do. Yeah. And then finally... I kind of, we started going to res when Noah was like maybe three, four months old. Yep. It was that September-ish and we had him in April. Um, Old sanctuary back in the back of the building. Yeah. Yeah. So I think finally after a year and a half or so, I was like, I think I'm going to stay home and be a mom. Like I really couldn't figure out, we didn't have family here that could babysit me mm-hmm. to work I didn't want to pay daycare I really yeah. felt like I think I'm just gonna stay home and raise I these kids sister local but she had young kids too she had three little girls she would help babysit yeah. but like not daycare and and I didn't know what I could job I could do where I'd make enough yeah to pay for daycare too yeah. like I just my degree was a degree you, it's like biomedical science it's a degree you get to get another degree <laughs> not yeah you can't do anything with you, biomedical you really can't health, yeah. health sciences degree so um yeah, so I think finally it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I got real involved. I'd go to the women's ministry at Res and to the homeschool, mm-hmm. you know, like that stuff and Wednesday nights and everything. Then we just started having kids. So how, <laughs> how did you guys start going to like church again, I guess? Were you guys going to church before you were married or like were you guys I was, already? Okay. Yeah, I was, I okay. was, you know, even at Grand Valley when I was over there, I would go, I'd go party all <laughs> Saturday night, be drunk or whatever. And then get up and go to church the next morning. Okay. That was just normal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So the church we Adam's family was going to was actually at Triunity. Yeah. Okay. That building. Yep. Yeah. And then it well, was it wasn't Christian. Of them, but it was a different yeah. church yeah. after Christian that. Life Center or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, so there was a split there mm. on one. I was pregnant, I believe, with Noah. And there, the split occurred when we were there. It in service. A, in service. Yelling started erupting. It was. What? It, it was. People <laughs> were screaming at each other, and we're like. Hmm. It was interesting. So, <laughs> we were just like, "Huh, um." Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just remember saying to Adam, like, I feel like we should find our own church because his family even split. Like one sibling went, stayed at the church, and the other sibling went with a person who left that church and started another church. Yeah. Okay. So they. The family split. I mean, they were fine, but they each went to different spots. And 
I was like, I feel like we're not really tied to either one of these churches. We don't have to be. Why don't we find our own church? Okay. So we had been told, we had a friend that we both worked with at Applebee's that was like super sweet, super kind, so fun, so nice. And she was like, you should try my church. And I thought, okay, you're awesome. I'm going to go where you go. Like that really made a difference. So we had a couple choices of churches we're going to go to. And one Sunday we went to Res and we went there and I loved it because it was big. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I didn't didn't have to know people's drama. Like I was like, I don't need a little church. I don't want to know everybody's business. That's how I felt. And the music, it was amazing. So we were like, yep, you didn't like it as much because it was so big. Yeah. I need, I'm more relational. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I am too. I get that. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> like a little the, harder for me. You like yeah. the smaller feel of knowing everybody, and um, but we felt like this is where we're supposed to go, and we literally didn't leave for twenty one years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like there we were. So, did when you got married, did that like mature you enough to stop drinking and partying? Or? <laughs> I think I. He was already at that point stopped. Already. Okay. It was really uh-huh. just it. Yeah, it was really just at Grand Valley, I guess, and okay. a little bit after that, maybe, but. I didn't know if like um, having a kid was like, oh, no. I got to straighten up or something. I mean, having a kid matures you in a lot of other ways. Well, yeah. You know, but. You wanted to have kids. Though. I did. Yeah, I wanted to be He wanted to be married and have kids, have kids right then. I was then. so immature. I was, I didn't, I didn't have a pop to piss in, man. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry. You always That's a fight. I, I mean, you've heard I mean, what she said. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literous. <laughs> <Literous. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> well, episode one. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I look, I look back and like you ask how the first few years of marriage were. I don't know that maybe Bert can help me out here. I don't, I don't know that guys can even remember that. Like we are no. so, I mean, I wasn't good at really any aspect of being a husband at that point. I mean, I'm sure I was nice, but that was, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that's hard. But even backing up to her dad a little bit, yeah. she talked about when her parents were so accepting. So her dad is amazing. It's, and I'll tell this to anybody who, who asks me. I'm not ashamed to, or afraid to even tell people how awesome he is. So he, at that point, he wasn't a Christian. I mean, he wasn't, they weren't going to church that we know of, right? Anything like that. But he gave me, to this day, the best piece of marriage advice I've ever had. He stood in front of us and admitted that he did things wrong in his marriage. But he gave us a little analogy about building a wall. And he said, you have two choices. Every day, you guys are going to have the option to build a wall between the two of you. There's going to be things that come up, and there's going to be things that are said between the two of you. He said, it's up to you guys every day to knock that wall back down and start over the next day. Single best piece of advice I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what her we're here for right there. Your dad's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, everybody. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, do you, did you think you had marriage problems at the beginning, or were you just more like into, I like, I need to figure out, like, my career <laughs> and staying home and all that? I don't know that I really... I'm trying to remember what I felt like at that age. It's so interesting. I was 21 when we got married. I think I turned 22 like a month after Noah's, but that's really pretty young. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is young. But but you felt, I I felt a lot of shame for several years in our marriage because we were so young and because we had obviously had sex before we got married. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt a lot of shame about that. And at church and stuff too, just because it wasn't until we had been married for a long, like several years, did I feel like, like we were allowed to be 
I don't know, Mary. I don't know. Like, it just felt weird the whole time a little bit to me. And we're popping kids out every two years. <laughs> well, that was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not popping them out. <laughs> yeah. I had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Every two years, we had another kid coming. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> but yeah. we really get, I think it's interesting how you can really be immersed in, like, influenced by your environment. Yeah. So that time. Like I wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I was at home. I was very much involved with, like I said, being in the women's ministry, going to stuff where the homeschool classes are. And really, I really like dove right in when Noah was a baby of being like, wow, the Lord is real. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up going to church and we had, I knew the Bible stories, but I remember reading the Bible for myself and being like, oh, Jonah was a real person. Like I didn't, I did not know that a lot of the stuff was real. It was just very interesting and to learn about the Lord. So I think a lot of my time was spent healing and learning and growing and maturing. But like with our kids, we've always tried to be like a step ahead of where they're at developmentally and what we're learning about so that we'd be prepared for that next stage. So I think even when I had these babies, I'm praying for them. I'm praying the power praying parent over them. I'm praying all these things and then learning about this next stage and what do I want? So I don't, I don't know that I really felt like we had, I don't know if I thought about having marriage problems when they were little, little. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because like you guys were so like, Probably survival mode. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got a, a yeah. kid. Like, what are you supposed to do? When you have kids every two years, you don't get, it's you like, didn't okay, have that gonna, alone time. I feel like, like there's no, a... We know each other. No. Yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. Like, we didn't have a couple years to yeah. travel or... Did you guys live together before you were married? Mm-mm. Okay. No, and I remember I that... Mean, but we didn't know. We had our own places. We did not. We well have, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah. but mean, we yeah. didn't but, have no, the same. But we did not. No. And the pastor who married us was like, you need to decide you're not going to do anything going forward until you get married, which we did decide to do. I kind of thought it was stupid, but <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian yet. I really wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't until. Yeah. I and mean, then he looked at us and said. You're never gonna make. It. No, he didn't tell. Didn't he tell somebody <laughs> else that? No, he told us. <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, he told, told somebody you? later. He, said that to he you? told. I thought he told somebody oh, later. Told I thought that. they would never make it. Yeah. That's some pastor you don't want marrying. <laughs> Isn't it? Sure. I know it's kind of sad when you think about it. Because so, Here I can. We are. Look at us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what I can say is because I'd go to him and be like, ha, proved you wrong. <laughs> well, I just feel like that gives me a heart for people. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and I do not think my children are perfect. They all know they're not perfect. But like, I'm always saying, listen, I was that kid that people are talking about. Only they weren't, but because most of my friends were doing the same thing as me. But at church, right? The church yeah. kids, you have other people and you hear all these things they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was that girl. So, and the Lord changed my life. Yeah. So love her, be kind to her, do not talk about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm a little bit more actually protective in some ways of yeah. other people's sin, not sin, other people's um Struggles. Struggles, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm more protective, which my kids also get annoyed about. Too. Yeah. <laughs> devil's advocate. Very much plays the devil's advocate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us yeah. play a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's so that at the same time she's digging in, right? She's going yeah. to all this women's ministry stuff. I think I was so blinded by, I mean, I had a horrible upbringing, upbringing horrible childhood, right? And tons of trauma but didn't realize I had tons of trauma until I was 40, Mm -hmm. right? So 
here I am not dealing with anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things are just brewing under the surface and she's going crazy with things I'm not doing, but I don't realize I'm not doing it. I think I'm being a great husband doing this, this, and this. And she's just really sitting there saying, you just need to deal with your trauma so that we can <laughs> mm-hmm. have a good marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with it? So it took some pretty significant events that happened in our, our family mm-hmm. for me to actually get to the point where I realized how that had affected me. Mm-hmm. And when I say I didn't deal with it until I was 40, I'm not kidding. I mean, did you go to therapy or something? 40s. I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I go yeah. now. So, so I, I, yeah, I listened to that episode and I grew the wholeheartedly. I don't, I think that's a stigma that needs to go away because I yeah. think being able to sit across the seat from somebody. And even for me with the things that had happened in our family, for me, it was, I just needed to talk out loud about my feelings and my anger towards certain situations and have somebody sit there and say, well, that's not the right way to think. Or, oh, that's totally, totally the correct way to think. That's okay that you think like that. No. Right? Um, so, yeah, I didn't go long, but uh, I would say that helped me maybe start thinking a little bit differently. Well, I think before that you try, I mean, you went on like, you did guys things and like there was things you, you kind of like knew that there was issues from your childhood and issues in your family and stuff, but. Kind of. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, my parents divorced when I was super young. I was like six months old or newborn. I don't even. I think you're like Something like, yeah, one, had a stepdad who now I have a good relationship with, with him. So grew up with him and my mom, but my mom got sick when I was 10, died when I was 16. So there's all this stuff that I had just not dealt with and didn't think it was a big deal. If somebody would say something about it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. The guy thing. So I I think um, I'll trail off a little bit here because I think that's where I think that's where the church did wrong a little bit was when when I was in my 20s, I feel like the church was in that stage where it was just you need to be a man. You need to man up for your family. No. I still kind of is like that. I, still get, it. Like that. I yeah. get it, but and I agree with you. You need to man up for your family. Get a job. Go do go do those things and be a man for your family. But deal with your crap or no. else your family's going to be dealing with your crap in 20 years. No. Mm-hmm. Right? And my family was dealing with my crap for 20 years in the way, um, I don't even know how to word it, just in the way I would respond to certain things. Um Did you go on Quest? I did. Okay. So I would say, that's what I was thinking. Like you did, Yeah. I mean, come back a little bit, like trying to process through some of those wounds, right? Yeah. But But there were so many that I didn't know. I mean, I I remember the conversation where I realized um, the extent of what I had not dealt with. And then that's when I actually started my non-therapy I didn't do therapy after this I just it was between me and God at that point okay but it was I was in a truck with her and we had, we've had some things happen in our family that involve extended family and things like that have been been very difficult and have brought out nothing will bring out past trauma not dealt with like trauma that happens in your family right <laughs> yeah I mean, no when, it's when true things happen if you have not dealt with your junk yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna come out right 100 we were in my truck I remember this and we were on our way to life group. And I had said something about how I felt about a situation. And as you learn as a husband, most of the time it's wrong. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I was, I was so Jeez. dead wrong. Like my perspective on what I had just said 
in hindsight, I can look at that and say, wow, why would you even think like that? And she just went off on me. It was, <laughs> we just, again, undealt with trauma. And basically, you got to deal with your crap. And this yeah. is, and it, for some reason that, the way she explained it to me in the truck, because it was, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but I said something and she, she, re, she rebuked it pretty quick. And the way she said it and explained it to me in the truck, it was like my eyes opened mm -hmm. and I could see how all that stuff not dealt with had led to that moment. Yeah. And that's when, and again, it's not been perfect since then, but I've been dealing with my crap, right? Yeah. So that would be, if we were ending the podcast right now, <laughs> I would say <laughs> deal with your crap yeah. because you yeah. don't want to deal with it when you're 45. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is hard though, like when you are like, when you have things happen when you're a kid, you might know you don't like it. You might know it's not normal, but you, if you don't know what normal is or you don't, you don't know what healthy is. So like to say, yeah, I don't want to respond this way or I don't want to think this way or I don't want that, but you don't exactly know what healthy and normal is. And somebody can try and explain it to you, but I think those deep rooted things can be really hard to. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't a bad husband. I don't think we had a horrible marriage. Mm -hmm. I, I was a great husband in a lot of ways, but none of the ways she needed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, not none. I mean, no, that's not fair. Some, some First of all, I never would have had four kids if yes. he is not <laughs> the type of person yeah. he is because there's no way. Yeah. But it was definitely, there were, there were some things that were um, definite shortcomings in our marriage that were because of trauma I had not dealt with. Mm -hmm. And she dealt with hers all right away. She was going to all those Tuesday mornings at church and all the women's ministry stuff. And she just dug in. She was a stay at home mom with the kids. And I didn't even know I needed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I did work through, so I'm a nurse at Pine Rest. Yeah. I don't go to therapy and I haven't gone to therapy and I totally would. I'm not, I think therapy is amazing, but I really am the type of person that I just dig in with God and I'm not going to let go until we've worked through what I need to work through. So I don't know if that's, I think, I, I think just like people go, everybody needs to go on quest or everybody. I don't no. think that's true. I think if God tells you to do it, do it. No. Therapy, if God tells you to go and you find the right therapist, go. do it. Um, but I don't necessarily know that everybody has to have the same path and how they have healing and they work through things. And it probably, I can tell you, if you have some major trauma, you need somebody who's trained. Yeah. Um, don't just go to a pastor or somebody at church. You need, actually need somebody who's trained. I believe that personally, yeah. but yeah, I feel like I worked through a lot of stuff mm -hmm. with the Lord. So that I would get frustrated with Adam, like work through your crap. Yeah. <laughs> you just work. I mean, like you need freedom. We all need freedom. You're going to feel so much better, but I think you didn't know what that could look like if it, is, if it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I remember specifically too, like that truck ride, it was a truck ride home, not on the way to, was, I said something on the way to life group mm -hmm. and she rebutted it on the way home and at life group that night and we'll get into life groups. I mean, they're, they're life changing. But one of, one of the friends at that life group asked me, we were talking about something and he said, he said something like, he asked me about my mom and how that affected mm -hmm. me and how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. And my answer was, I'm fine. I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. on the way home, that's when she was like, you just got to deal with your crap. <laughs> yeah. What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you're not okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can relate to that yeah. because I didn't have like the perfect childhood. And so 
I don't I don't even dive into it as much. Mm-hmm. Like even when people ask, I'm just like, oh, I mean, it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. it is what it it is, and that's right. it. And then when I go to therapy, <laughs> he's like, so bad. But he's like, so what about your mom? What about my mom? Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about my mama? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what about your mom and then at the end of the session i'm all like bawling my yeah. eyes i'm like dang i didn't know like that was yeah. like traumatic but it was right but you because you're train your mind to mm-hmm. just you're protecting yeah yourself. you're protecting yep. you yes. train your mind to just be like you know yeah. your mind this is and this programmed and this. to avoid pain yeah right. and right go towards pleasure yes yeah so not I'm just, just sex, yeah. even yeah. though yeah. you're yeah. causing yeah. more pain by not yeah. dealing right with your pain right yeah and yeah. so yeah that now I relate to. Causing more pain for <laughs> yeah. everybody else around you. No. Yeah. Right? Well, I do think eventually hurt you people, can talk about people. things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Eventually you can be like, this is what happened. And if you process through it, you yeah. will be able to talk about it and not be a mess or not be weirdly stoic. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. eventually. But how, because, you know, I know you guys keep mentioning how you kind of delayed it. You dealt with your crap mm-hmm. like earlier in life and then Adam later in life. Like, how was. Like for you, how frustrated was it? Really frustrating for you, or something that you just ignored throughout your marriage? Or so I don't. I'm not. She I don't ignore anything. I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody would label me as like a sweet and gentle spirit. Or hey, just uh, what did Adam do? Uh, let's say 15 years ago today. <laughs> I'm not actually don't remember things that well, but I would remember the feeling. Yeah. I wouldn't be no. specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very frustrated a lot of the times yeah. because I don't. I like to be very real and transparent and I am the same here as I am at home as I am at work as I'm at church like you you pretty much know who I am wherever I don't like when people are like oh you wouldn't even recognize me at at church or at work because I'm so different I think that's weird why yeah Yeah. why are you different like that seems weird so I feel like don't say you're gonna do something or be something and then not do it yeah I'd rather you not even tell me you're gonna or tell people you're gonna be this type of person just deal with it listen I forgot the garbage one (laughs) <laughs> one time okay well. was that 15 years yeah if you want to bring that up right yeah <laughs> no so I think a lot of it for me is more like and I want God has given me a picture for our family mm-hmm. and it's healthy and it's strong and it's God has good things for us so I just feel like you got to work with him <laughs> not not fight against that I think yeah no I think there's ebbs and flows of being frustrated and feeling like oh we're working on things but then really truly we're not and we had a very difficult season for several years we had things happen in extended family that Adam I feel like became kind of a different person Mm -hmm. during that time I think we we both did we all did actually just because I think I really truly and I and then we learned this I it really hit at church pastor Sam had said people think like, why can something bad happen? I am going to church. I am serving. I am tithing. I am not doing things I shouldn't be. Like, I really felt, not like Pharisee. I didn't feel like a Pharisee, but I felt, Lord, I'm really trying to do what you're calling me to do as a mom, mm-hmm. as a wife, as a Christian. I'm doing all these things. And then when things happen in your family that are that's out of your control, I didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. Adam didn't do those things, but things yeah. happen outside of control that affect my children, that affect our us, that were devastating. That was very, very difficult. So like I, that was a big struggle, I think for both of us. And I think that changed Adam a lot 
too and changed us too. So I think that was our, that's probably the hardest time of our marriage, way harder than being pregnant before he got married and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff and being p- super poor. Like we didn't have anything, obviously. We we're young and had no yep. money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, I think that was probably the most devastating part for us and was the hardest, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, because I know you said that Adam changed a lot during mm-hmm. that time. Do you feel like Kristen changed too during that time? Possibly... I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think okay. she changed as much as if I'm looking at, if you would have asked me whatever, five years ago, whatever, when this all, whatever, I would have probably said, yeah, Kristen's totally different. But now that I've worked through my junk and continued to do that, right. I can look back and say that, no, she didn't. She didn't. It was, it was my extended family that, so it wasn't hers. Right. And it was, that's what really exposed that I had just junk I had to deal with. The way I reacted to that whole situation and the way I acted probably for, I don't know, two years? I don't even know. What would you say? I don't know. year and a half? I mean, a, a, an extended period I after that. Yeah. So I don't know that it was her acting differently as much as it was. Um, how do we navigate this? Yeah. Like, how do you navigate? Like, it's hard to navigate yeah. something that's traumatic, but if you're kind of healthy... And something happens, then you can, like, I, I, it's so amazing to me to watch our pastor at our church whose daughter died. Oh, I know. That's so. Like, they are just unbelievable to watch. And they're human, and they're real. They're not act sugarcoating things. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. And they're very real. But, like, still, their faith and their love for each other and their church and their community and just how they've handled things, I feel like that is kind of a picture of if you're healthy, mm-hmm. then when something's terrible, it can make you stronger and you can get through it together. And so I think that was hard was like, I was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. And that's hard like for your kids and for like as a wife, like navigating like my feelings and I am a naturally trusting person. We did this, personality test thing Adam had for work and like one of the things is like a trust I got like a trust level 10 like I'm super trusting and you got like the lowest like a one one (laughs) I'm trusting buddy because he probably well I grew up in the hood so I trust nobody yeah like so probably (laughs) trauma like in your whatever but I always give people the benefit of the doubt I'm always like sticking up for like the the Mm -hmm person who was struggling and like they had a good reason for it (laughs) like in my head just feeling like they don't they didn't mean it. Or like, even if they did, that's okay. That's their issue. I'm fine. That type of yeah. thing. Very trusting. But after some of the scenarios we've been through, it made me very distrusting of pe- some people. And yeah, I just say that's the way she changed a little bit during that time. Uh-huh. Sure. And I didn't like that. I said, I don't like being this person. I don't like feeling like that. Like, n- wow, I thought I could trust and now I can't. I don't yeah. like that. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I would say that's when our marriage really got tested because there's been things I've done in the past. Nothing, I mean, no, didn't cheat on her or anything <laughs> like that. But there are trust things I've done in the past where, yeah, right? <laughs> where, like, I just didn't do what I said I was going to do. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a couple major things. And, um, and take so the trash out. So then fast forward to this and it had always been okay because Kristen's 
Kristen's frame of reference is to trust people, right? Mm -hmm. But then when all this started going down, it was, and it started shaking her trust in everything, that's when I feel like it was either I had to get my crap figured out or there's no chance we're going to be married. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like threatening. There wasn't like, I'm going to divorce no, you if you don't. No. no, but it was like, I was basically like, like we're going to live miserable. Yeah. Like I'm not, we're not getting divorced. I'm not going to do that to the kids. We can work it out or not work it out. But like, we're going to be miserable unless we, something's changed. We have to, you yeah. know, like you can't stay that way. Yeah. Feeling that way. So what are the things that you did besides therapy that you feel like you did that improved your crap? I'm going to say, I mean, so honestly it was just my, my time talking with God and saying, how should I feel in this situation? How, like how, God, how did my mom dying when I was 16 and her being sick when I was 10? How did, how did that really affect me? Yeah. And, um, something actually Kristen said to me that is helpful too is, um, she just said, it's okay to feel. Yeah. It's okay to feel when things aren't good. So now I just try to, when things happen, I try to just say, okay, it's okay for me to be sad for a little bit. It's okay for me to feel that mm-hmm. and sit in it for a little bit mm-hmm. and work through that in my head and say, God, what do I do with this? And I would never have done that before, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think you got to, pro- I mean, you have yeah. to, pro- if you don't process things, if you don't deal with them, you're going to at some point. And it's either yeah. going to be in a real negative way or it's going to come out in a way that it shouldn't. But, like, you should feel terrible when terrible things happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. It's okay. You just can't live there. You don't want to live there. No. But you won't have to live there, actually, I think, if you feel it. Yeah. Work yeah. through it with a, with the Lord. Work through it with friends, with a therapist. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could have. I mean, a 16-year-old kid cannot work through his mom dying. Like, I That's don't, a process. Yes. I mean, I remember yeah. sitting at her funeral watching people come in having and I have a vivid memory of this and just having no feeling whatsoever and just kind of thinking hmm. yeah you're 16 you can't yeah. process through that yeah, yeah. But you're talking about how um it's not normal for a 16 year old to be at their mom's funeral yeah. basically yeah. and just sit there stonewalled basically yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well not even having people help you but they could have tried to help you too, and you maybe wouldn't have been in this yeah. position to help you process that either. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have even been open to the idea. Yeah, it's hard to know. No, probably not. And I, I remember this is, might be a whole different podcast about <laughs> whatever, not having a dad or whatever you want to do. But so my dad, they divorce. I'd see him once a year. I'd fly down to wherever he was for two weeks and, and go see him, whether it was living in whatever, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania for 20 some years. So. I remember him coming to the funeral. So my mom and stepdad were married, right? I remember him coming to the funeral. And after the funeral, I'm riding with him to go to my grandparents. And he was like, well, we, we'll have to, tomorrow we'll have to go home and pack all your stuff. I'm a senior in high school. I'm getting <laughs> one of my senior year in high school. Yeah. And I've seen him once a year for <laughs> t- however many years, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> so just, yeah, that add that to it too. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's allowed me to, all our kids are in relationship age, right? Yeah. So seeing people they're interested in or somebody they like, there's been a couple maybe that I'm like able to point things out. Yeah. And say, well, that fast forward 20 years, that's going to be tough to deal with. Right. So being able to see that myself and, and the difficulty it's made in our marriage and the family. It helps you see that, I think, easier now. 
Well, we're real transparent with our kids too. So they know our, I mean, I don't feel like your kids need to know your whole, like every detail of your story. That's weird. Who wants to know everything Mm -hmm. like that about your parents, but general, like they know, um, obviously our story, they know that Noah was at our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We are very real with it. Yes. They know that for sure. Um, so I think that's kind of been good too, just to have those conversations of, I don't expect you to be perfect, but you can have a relationship with the Lord yeah. and that can change things very differently Yeah, than what we had and what we did. And they've seen that and they've seen ups and downs in our marriage and they know the struggles that our family has had and working through stuff. And I think that's good for them to see too. Yeah. Okay. I would ask what can I do? What advice would you give to married couples who are struggling? It could be different. It can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Two pieces I would give to somebody, you know, if they're struggling. Uh, One is to deal with your crap. I mean, I just can't stress that. And you probably name this podcast, Deal With Your Crap. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. That's probably the name. Um, We try and find, we always try and find something. Like a phrase in there. Yeah. somebody said. So not Kristen. I think what... I mean, I say all the time to people that I talk to, like guys that I play pickleball with or whatever we're doing, right, that there's, besides God, obviously God is the number one reason Chris and I are married. But number two, in a close second, is the life groups we've been a part of over the years. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, when we were, cute, when we were young, <laughs> Jimmy Evans was, it was amazing. And we did several series of his yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I haven't. I don't haven't really listened to much of his stuff lately. Yeah, so I'm I curious. Either. Yeah. Now he just talks about the end times. So. Yeah, that's does true. he really? I yeah. think he. Does, I think he still does marriage stuff too. Does he? Yeah. yeah. But then life groups. I mean, we've been we've been blessed to be part of some amazing life groups over the years. Mm-hmm. What is a life group? Yeah, is that's it like true. A small group. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just a small group of yeah, like married couples. people you do life with. And, yeah. and do real life with. I mean, if I can't, I was never big and friends of ours are, and it's great. God bless them that you, you love big, huge groups. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. So for the last eight, nine years, mm-hmm. we've been in the same small group with four couples. Okay. Three other couples and us. And mm-hmm. that has been amazing. And but even when we were younger, we were in a small group, life group, with a lot of older couples mm-hmm. who had been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And we were just starting to have kids and we were just married. And and I think the wisdom and advice we got along the way was it's a game changer. Yeah. I think I, I really think a big picture. I'm a big picture thinker. I'm not a detailed person. So big picture thinking marriage, big picture thinking with my kids. So raising our kids has always been big picture. Like what is the ultimate goal? You know what I mean? People, it's, you can get hung up on obedience or being a Christian even or whatever. That's the ultimate goal is these adults that love the Lord and have their own relationship with him mm-hmm. and that are healthy in that sense, healthy relationships, healthy family, that type of thing. So same with marriage. Like what's your ultimate goal? Like you, people want sometimes a romantic vision and like you, this person completes me and they do all these things for me, but like really our marriage is supposed to glorify the Lord and be an, like an example to the world too. I mean, you love each other and you want the best for each other. But I think having that big picture of like, why are we even here? Mm-hmm. I think can make some of those things that 
feel petty. So I think that's why I would get so upset by things is because my big picture is a healthy family. Yeah. So like deal with this crap. So things are going to happen. I'm, I'm not expecting people to be perfect, but like if you deal with the things that happen and you work through them, then you can handle the things that come up too. And then you can have a healthy family. And we've always tried to have, like you said, people older than us or in a, like a phase ahead of us with their kids, like learning from them, even though times change and the culture changes to a certain extent, like you can still look ahead and think, how can we have this relationship that we want to have with our kids? That's huge. Yeah. I would say like for us, like we struggle finding like community. Mm-hmm. Like it's group, huge, like isn't it? it? We, we struggle with that. Yeah. Cause like it, it it's weird. It's a good, we're in the weird times now mm-hmm. where like, you're on social media and yeah. you comment on something. Okay, I did my community part, right. but it's not. No, it really isn't. No, it's not the same as sitting down, uh-uh. like in a couch and just hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, you know. I think we did a lot of that when our kids were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tried to really have lots of couples and friends, and so it also us being involved at church. Very. That was to be with involved in our kids' lives too, yeah. not just like whatever it was being part of that community was huge yeah and knowing the people that are teaching your kids is huge knowing what's going on in that environment is huge knowing the kids around them like we want people to feel comfortable coming to our house Mm -hmm. like hosting people and the kids friends and for them to feel comfortable and have that community because that is such a huge I think COVID was really hard for a lot of people because of that lack of community and it made it real easy to get disconnected and then it's harder for people to get reconnected yeah but I think that you just almost have to be uncomfortable and do it like that that's actually pretty good advice be uncomfortable to just do it because like we I even hesitate I'm like maybe we should I'm like nah well because you wanted to start like a small group yeah some people and then then you're like I don't really want to it feels like work and like your expectations could it's not, not be even met. that it's anxiety anxiety brings in because yeah. of covid like yeah. that's something that i she was like afraid people wouldn't want to come yeah yeah like yeah. rejection fear of yeah. rejection yeah. and like anxiety is just yeah i don't know it yeah. just it literally took a turn not in a good way yeah. but yeah. i'm feeling like and i had actually had seen this teaching when i had to learn on some te- this teaching on ocd at work for something and there was this interesting thing i heard about d- kind of like distress tolerance how like we have all these things where like you need to take these deep breaths and like we give people these calming techniques and this distraction techniques but you know what you actually have to be able to sit and be uncomfortable yeah so like there is a time and place for that but if you're in a meeting or you're meeting somebody you can't be like hold on i have to do my calming breaths that's not gonna happen like yeah so some of that is not realistic yeah so i get that and if you're having an anxiety attack you need to have coping skills we need to have that but we also have to get to the point where this is uncomfortable i don't like it Mm -hmm. i feel uncomfortable in my body right now i don't like how it feels but i can do it yeah like i was telling my daughter the other day you gotta say this is hard yeah. I don't like it, but I can do it. And then she didn't like the terminology. I said, okay, then say, this is hard. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. How about that? Not I can, I'm going to. Like, this is <laughs> not uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah. And so I think we did kind of get to the spot where it's easy. Adam and I are homebodies. 
we love people and we love to be out, but you give us an option and we're sitting at home on Friday night. I'm exhausted because I worked. I'm and tired. the thing is, I would never see you guys as homebodies. No. <laughs> but you know what? Part of it is we love our home. Like we, yeah. we've made our home yeah. very cozy. To, we really like our home. But then if, if we commit or something comes up, we're always glad we went. Yeah. yeah. Or always glad people came right. over. Yeah. So it's kind of almost getting to that point of making yourself do it. Yeah. And then dealing with the emotions as they come in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I felt like going to your work Christmas party last year. Like I had no desire to go. Right. I was like, screw this. Yeah. I don't want to go. And then I went and I was like, this was insane. Like, <laughs> like it was fun? Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Like, You're like, you oh, know, people, I kind of like people again. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not me. It's like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be the outgoing one. You, I'm yes. like, let, let, let's go yes. do this. And, Bert's, uh, and now it's more like, yeah. She was just be like, home. if there was something going on at church, outside activity like a corn maze or something yeah. she's like we're going to every corn maze we're going we're getting yeah. cider and donuts <laughs> yeah. at every corn yeah. maze in the state we're yeah. going everywhere and now it's we'll go to one yeah maybe yeah well maybe two is it close enough yeah. is the weather nice enough yeah do you see yourself changing would it be more like that again do you feel like you want to be that or do you feel like um, you're just kind of different now and that's i think okay. i'm a different person now mm-hmm. but my my biggest thing is like so the whole COVID thing, but then my dad died because of COVID. And I just didn't like people asking, like you, people asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Like it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And then on top of that, they're putting their unwanted opinion. Correct. Over COVID. Yes. And I'm just like, you are talking to the wrong person right, right. now. Because right. I'm not going to like right. agree with you. Yes. Whatsoever. And it took me a while to understand the other side of it. Because, you know, I would get really angry when people are like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, why are you, why are we still quarantined and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would get really, like, right. upset. Right. But then I saw the other part of it, like, the whole anxiety and the community and all that stuff. Yeah. Because it started affecting me, too. And I, so I saw, started seeing both sides. Yeah. And now when people ask me, I'm a little bit better about it. But when people come in my house, like, I just, honestly, I, I get nervous. And so I'm working through that. And I think that I like people. I just don't like crowds anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's like, there's a direct, it's not just quarantining for you. There's a direct trauma. There is. (laughs) I mean, that's a, it it was horrible because people will come in, you know, like, I'll be like, how do your dad die COVID? Oh, he died COVID. Are you sure? Like. That is the worst thing you can like yes. say to somebody. Yes. You know, can't, would, yeah. can't you just why say. Do you, why do you care? Why do you yeah. have to have an opinion on it? Can't you just say, I'm sorry that your dad died. Totally. That never came. Mm-hmm. I think right. I never heard that. That's ever. so weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I don't anybody think. I told, they would like, be like, well, what did he have something else? Why? Like, why, do you, have, why do you have to justify it? And it's like, it? well, yeah, he had diabetes. Well, that's why. And it's like, no. He didn't die of diabetes. He didn't yeah. die of diabetes. It, it's just like, a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing yeah. to be a part of when like somebody doesn't even like acknowledge, like if somebody died of cancer or something, like they're going to be like, well, are you sure that was the right treatment? Right. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't, like yeah. they don't ask Like that. they're attacking you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, my dad died. I'm still grieving over that. So why can't, it, it was just a weird thing. Yeah. So I just avoided people for two whole straight years because mm-hmm. it was just easier. Yeah. You know? Um, well, and, and now, maybe like you have a picture of how people should respond. Yeah. And then they 100%. don't. And then you're like, what, what the heck's wrong yeah. with you? Why would I even want to talk to you? Yeah. So it took me a long time to like 
accept the situation and then be like, okay, like I can't change who they are and type of thing. And like kind of navigating kind of work on like what kind of responses besides anger. Cause I don't, I think being angry is not going to solve anything. So yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> It is, but what else? So community. And then you said deal with your crap. <laughs> community is huge. It yeah. really I is. I do think that. And is. I think, I think what happens is when things happen, you want to isolate. Yeah. Well, some people, I guess, don't. I mean, there's probably everybody has different personalities. But typically, if something is traumatic, it's yeah. you want to isolate. It's easier. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad already. Yeah. I don't want to process it with you. I don't care what you have to say. Oh, yeah. So that's probably, I know if we kind of would isolate, too, sometimes when things happen. And so even forcing ourselves to have, and we have other couples that we're super close with that we're not in a life group with, but people that you can process things yeah. through and be honest with and they know the things you're going through yeah. is really helpful yeah and pray with you i mean you have other people praying with you for you yep. you have to have somebody that knows what what's going on mm-hmm. and you can be real with mm-hmm. yeah that's hard I mean, for some people some people don't want to be real yeah yeah but, but a lot of times it, but that's self-protective a lot of times right yeah. so it is hard to have a relationship with couples that are like you feel like I'm telling you all my junk and you are telling me yeah. nothing yeah. There's, I mean maybe nothing's going on yeah and sometimes people don't want to like overtake your issue yeah but like still you need to feel like this is a real transparent yeah and I tell my kids like you don't you don't want to tra- trauma dump is a word that kids use these days. Yeah, I like know. don't just trauma dump on people randomly <laughs> and like be real with people. Don't lie to people, but you need to know who you can trust yeah. with the things you're struggling with. Like not that there has to be shame or stigma behind your struggles, but not everybody has good intentions mm-hmm. that, that you tell. Yeah, so, you, put, you put me in a large life group or a large men's group setting. I won't say a word because <laughs> I need to know that I can trust you yeah. before yeah. I'm going to say a word. Yeah, And if there's 40 or 50 people in this room, I'm not sharing a thing because I've witnessed far too many times over the years, those same dudes at that life group then talking about the other people yeah. that shared. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. So yeah. you need to find what you're comfortable with sharing yeah, right. also. Right. Yeah. And for me, it was a small group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating a safe space. Yeah. We need a safe yeah, I space. Hate that word. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because my therapist used to. <laughs> and like, I never, like, I don't know. It was really interesting because he was like, I never knew what safe space actually really meant until he like literally took out a whiteboard <laughs> and was like explaining it. These are the three things they need for a safe space. It's like, one, you need to be able to feel like you're heard. Mm-hmm. Two, that you're valued and one that you can be honest mm-hmm. and I was like and ever since then I was like that's what a safe space yeah is. yeah <laughs> yeah so now guess what she says to me when I'm you're when not a safe argument. space I don't feel seen heard or valued <laughs> <laughs> okay then <laughs> but it's true mm-hmm. yeah. but like when you can't just come up to like a coffee shop and be like this is a safe space right and then, like, air out your laundry. Like, that's not right. what a safe space nope. is. Right. Or, like, this is a safe chat room. Like, you can say, right. Whatever. That's right. not. No. That's not and a just thing. Blurting out your junk to people isn't yeah. necessarily yeah. good for them either. <laughs> Make sure. You know, I saw a clip um, recently. It's, it was Tom, Tom Hanks. And again, he's not a Christian. I'm probably <laughs> quite the opposite. I don't know. But he was sitting around a table with a group of actors, and he said they were just talking about their lives is all these amazing older actors right and they asked him some question about some advice he would pass on and he said um 
He said, I guess what I would pass on is these four little words I wish I knew when I was younger, and it's this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll add to that, as long as you're seeking God and a relationship mm-hmm. with God, this too shall pass, right? But it all, it all passes. As long as you're working and as long as your focus is that Jesus is the Lord of your life, then this too shall pass. That's good. Mm-hmm. And because I it's don't true. know. You know, the other thing, I don't think, I, I know we said this early on. I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the last 25 years, but I think we agreed early on that we would never, ever say we're getting a divorce. I hate that. Right? I mean, we, we were like, we were never going to But I also, that. at our vows, wouldn't say that I would obey him. Yeah, she was, She actually told the pastor, to, and I think at that point, I that's said, where no he said, this I'm isn't going to work. There's no way I'm going to say I'm going to obey him. What the heck? <laughs> I may have pulled that out of my hat a few times over the years. <laughs> obey me, woman. Yeah, whatever. No, like, yeah. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> but no, we're pretty real. We're pretty real in front of our kids, and. I mean, obviously not with everything, but yeah, they don't have to know everything. They shouldn't yeah. for their own sake. Well, you don't want to put them in the middle of it. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Not. You know what I mean? There's a difference between yes. being honest and putting yes. them in the middle of it, where like they have to like pick sides or something. Yes. You know. But the more real you are with, and I know this isn't a parenting podcast, but the more real you are with your kids, it helps them later in life. Yeah, I really. I mean, yeah. I would want to know more about parent parenting because we're like in the beginning stages of mm-hmm. it. Like we're in the whole like mm-hmm. she sent out to me and that was it. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not like she intense. told me I was a bad dad or told you you were a bad mom. Yeah, so I call I'm me gonna, a bad mom. I'm going to tell you that you really have to, and I've had to talk to Adam about this. Like <laughs> your self worth, you better be confident in who you are because your kids can tear you down. Tear you Don't mm-hmm. let them. I mean, you can't let them. You have to have this like Taco Bell on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to you have to be so grounded in who you are in the Lord yeah. that like they can say whatever they want and you need to know that's because they're 3, they're 5, they're 16, they're 17, they're dealing with their own issues. Yeah. yeah. They are not capable of being an adult right now. So yeah. you have got to be an adult. Not that you can't ever show emotion, but you can't you got to be an adult. So that's yeah. where my trauma came out over 20 years of marriage and parenting. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would, I would, act, I would play the victim with that. Mm-hmm. And I would let what like never yelling do. or no, no, I never yelled. I was, I, yeah. in Shut my mind, down. I feel like in a lot of ways I was an amazing dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I would shut down. The kids would say that you're a great dad, yeah. but they would also say that, you know, like maybe like more victim yeah. mentality yeah. or, but that was all my undealt with trauma, mm-hmm. all my undealt with crap mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to process that. He'd yeah. say weird things. Yeah. Like yeah. how poor they were as yeah. kids. And, stuff. Yeah. and the kids would be like, or I don't know, my mom's dead. He'd say something like that. And the kids would all, the kids would be like, <gasps> and I would look at him and I'm like, what the heck? You <laughs> like, why would you say that? Yeah, what, what are you saying? And the kids are like, what? that's so but weird. I think I'm saying it in jest. Like, but, yeah. but it's not funny. But it's not funny because I haven't dealt with it. So and it wouldn't be funny like, anyway. Yeah. yeah, well. Like that's, you know. do you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. like, that's not. One man's humor. <laughs> no, I, I, I can see I can see what you're saying as like a that trauma not dealing with it yes. and then your your kids hearing it and then you're like not even noticing until later that <laughs> that was a big deal to them because you know like Bert always still says up to now he was like I remember my parents used to fight like, like those shouting scary. match yeah. Yeah. yeah and 
he's their parents are like, I don't remember that. Right. They're like, well, not just <laughs> it was like, it was a yeah. normal yeah. yeah. I I remember being little and like praying like God please don't let my parents get divorced. Interesting. Like I was like four or five thinking yeah. that, you know, like I don't even think I knew what that word meant. Right. Yeah. But I knew you'd heard it enough. I had heard it before and I knew my parents were yelling and I knew yelling wasn't good. Right. And so I was like, just don't let them get divorced. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then like later on and, and then life. I say something to them about it and they're like, what? Yeah. Like they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our kids, they'll bring up stuff too sometimes. And we're like, yeah, I, I don't even know that that happened. <laughs> I don't even remember that happening. So obviously we remember things from our childhood yeah. that our parents might not. We You're going to cause trauma to your kids in some way. I oh, mean, there's yeah, going to be sure. things like, but you can still be healthier. <laughs> yeah. You don't, for sure. you know, the whole point, like um, one thing that I've realized in now versus like 20 years ago, as I can say, is like generation, generational curses aren't broken just because you said it. It's because you put in the work. Yeah. You have to do something different. Yeah. To change it you can't yeah. like you know um i could say that my dad had diabetes or whatever and his whole side of the family now you're specifically praying for like i i don't want to have diabetes they break that generational curse right. or whatever here i am drinking a coke but right. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. but right. like i'm not gonna break that generational curse if i don't start making healthy choices right, right. we have like, a part in it yes it, it goes nowhere in the bible that god says i'm gonna just do this for you yeah nowhere yeah oh. Yeah. So that's you have to put work in no matter what. Promise oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he deals with that messy part. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what people don't. I think that's this is where I'm beginning to understand now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think 37. we well, and I think we think like <laughs> God wants us to have this great, happy life, which I'm sure he does. But that's really not his number one concern. Yeah. Right. Like we're going to be uncomfortable and it's OK. Yeah. If we're uncomfortable, sometimes we can do it. Mm-hmm. Marriage can be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yours isn't ever. All the oh, time. No, all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Constantly uncomfortable. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> fighting. Yeah. We but I think it's getting really better right. now because yeah. now we're dealing with our crap yeah. <laughs> nine years later. Yeah. But even Both fighting to a certain extent is better than not fighting. Yeah. Like oh, having yeah. a conversation about it, even if you're fighting and you're not seeing eye to eye, you're at least discussing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would walk away and shut down and anytime she started to like raise her voice or get pissy or anything like that. Pissy. And that's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I could. But my, 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 my defense mechanism, because I hadn't dealt with anything. Yeah. Was just a shutdown. Yeah. And in my head, that made sense. I'll talk to that woman when she's a little more rational. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of, oh crap, I probably should have had a conversation instead of. Well, you know, in your head, it thought all that stuff went away because you did shut down. That was the Mm -hmm. norm, you know, Mm -hmm. and because, yeah. I've, I've shut down too. That was my to go. Are you a shutdowner or a talker? I'm a yeller. Are you? Yeah. Are you a yeller? Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Oh. oh yeah. And I shut down. Oh. Can we hear like an excerpt? <laughs> an excerpt? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but we're working on that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we're not. I'm sure I can perfect. yell for you if you want me to yell. <laughs> <laughs> but we're working on that because it's not easy, right? But. We're getting better at it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that therapy has helped both of us mm-hmm. deal with that and, s- like, 
like we went to couples therapy and we learned like techniques techniques but like early in our marriage it felt like jasmine was like when we would argue was arguing to win it wasn't arguing to see the other person's side or come to an agreement yeah there was never like an agreement but i never won an argument <laughs> ever you might never win an argument i was <laughs> i was owing a thousand like literally <laughs> like we would have an argument she'd walk away 20 minutes later i'd go up to her and i'd apologize and we'd talk it out and figure it out maybe twice she came and apologized to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And before we went to couples therapy, in my head, I was like, that's impossible. Mm. It's statistically impossible <laughs> to lose every argument. <laughs> it's not possible. I know it's not possible. I can't it, be wrong every time. Because he's like a math person. <laughs> yeah. <but>. Multiple <laughs> like, choice, you got 25% Yeah, chance the numbers don't right. add like, up. Like, there's no way you can get 100 questions wrong on multiple choice. Right. Like, there's no way. <laughs> Even 50-50, you can't be wrong. <laughs> and, like, going to therapy, like, couples therapy, he, like, he didn't side with me, but he sided with me on right. one of the things. And I was like, see? <laughs> see? I told you I wasn't wrong. And she was like, just shut up. And he was like, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm not on either side. I'm on the marriage's side. Like, mm-hmm. I want the marriage right. to thrive and yeah. work. Like, who cares who's right and who's wrong? And it took, a, it took me going to solo therapy to, to, <laughs> solo. To, fi- to figure out it's not about who's right and wrong like right. dealing with other stuff too and I didn't just deal with yeah and the like funny you, but like my own <laughs> my own stuff you know the funny thing about that is because we're going through like a communication devotional right now or something like that and yeah. he was like and I told him I was like you know what the funny thing is I never once felt like I won in every single one of those arguments <laughs> really never but you felt like she won every time. I never won. <laughs> never felt like nobody, maybe Isn't that winning. interesting? Yeah, nobody was winning. <laughs> never felt like it wasn't for me for win. It was me for like, felt like he understood what I was trying to say. Yeah. And I never felt like he did. Yeah. And so, and it will be, a, it will be a vicious cycle, a very horrible, toxic. The same arguments. It will be like, cause I'll be like, did you, so are you, cause he would say, I'm sorry. And I'll be like, I feel like you're just saying you're sorry just to say I'm sorry and get over it. He's like, no, I'm really am. No, you're not. And they go back to the same <laughs> argument. And you're sitting there going, I, I am. <laughs> I, I re- it was really, I really, really bad. I remember every, really bad. every argument she'd walk away and for 20 minutes I'd just stew there and be like, she's wrong. <laughs> she is wrong. She is wrong. And like 15 minutes in, I'd be like, okay, God. Show her she's wrong. <laughs> Show her she's wrong. You know what I open mean? Open her eyes. Like, open her eyes, let her see. And it'd be like, nope, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would be able to find a reason why, I, like, I was the problem. Yeah. And I do still think there were times when <laughs> you should have apologized. But oh, like, 100%. But like, I don't, I'm not even disagreeing with you. But, like, she, I, I was always the initiator of the... The conversation. Of the startup, of the restart. Yeah, yeah. And she would eventually, like, apologize after she she felt like my apology was worthy. (laughs) Yeah, literally. That is literally the feeling. If I felt like you were, yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. And now it's, it's better. Now it's a lot better. Well, maybe you have a common goal now. Like, your goal is to work through the issue, not to be right. Yeah. And what's really helped me is, like, my prayer is not, like, change bird or anything like that it's more like god help me be a better wife help me be a better communicator right. help me be like um i don't even 
try and concentrate because I think one revelation that God told me like it's fearfully wonderfully made why would you ever want to change something yeah that I made and so that's where I was like (laughs) (laughs) like knife in the heart (laughs) so I was like okay you know what you're right I that's not my yeah that is not my like goal here like you were saying it's not right and so that's when I started changing the way I was thinking and the way God I I literally pray God help me see him the way you see him so that I won't yeah so that was a big change well maybe if you I don't know what your parents marriages were like but if you didn't see that as like we're working together as a team then you could see it as trying to be right and get your own way or make it whoever's gonna be that can be hard I had a horrible example (laughs) yeah example (laughs) I did I'm I'm not even gonna like I did I had a horrible one and and I recognize that yeah but how do that I make doesn't it healthy? mean I knew how to make it healthy. So, yeah. Right. I feel like I had a pretty good example. My parents yeah. are still married. And I think the the thing that, like, I was talking with my therapist about before was I had, I had never seen my dad, like, doing devotions mm. or, like, doing anything like that. Like, he was like most guys in church just standing there, mm-hmm. not singing along or mm-hmm. raising his hands. Not that you have to do any of that to have a relationship, but what you see is what, you know. Right what you model and so and then I went on quest um and like he wrote me a letter and there was like bible verses and like I remember like like sobbing in the middle of the woods like Mm -hmm. I can't believe that like like, he thinks like this why didn't I have this why did I never see this did I just miss this and then we got back from quest and like almost every time we went over to their house I would see him doing like a devotion and reading his Bible. Interesting. And so I don't know if I just right. missed it, it growing up or if like, and it was, it was always there or if he changed, you know, I don't really know. But like, as far as like their relationship, I feel like they have a good one. I mean, they've been married yeah. for 40, I don't know, 40 some years, almost 50. My mom got married when she's 18. Yeah, Jesus. So <laughs> That's really young. My it's mom really was 18. Young. My dad was 20. Wow. So. So does that make you want to be more intentional as a dad with your girls? Like for them to see that example in you that you wish you would have seen in your dad? Uh, I think so. I think that. And I think like my parents were always involved in my life, but like they were hard on me. Mm -hmm. Like because I was so smart in school, like they always were like, we know you can do better than that. You know what I mean? Expected a lot. Yeah. So like when I didn't measure up it was harder so like I want to push our kids in whatever they want to do but I don't want to push them to the point where they hate it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so like finding that balance of like Sophia likes kicking a ball around so we want to put her in soccer and then we put her in soccer buddies and she had no interest in it like she didn't she had she couldn't like focus on it I don't know so like I want to push her if she wants to do it but Mm -hmm. she doesn't same thing with Lena yeah we don't know what she wants to do. She's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she <laughs> but, so like, I think just being more intentional in general. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, yeah. With them. I yep. can say that like the, I think moms are huge and we're kind of like a steady Eddie kind of for kids, but like dad's influence is so big. I remember specifically my dad telling me certain things as a kid and like he wasn't constantly giving me advice or anything like that, but it was so impactful. Yeah. 
coming from your dad that it is such a big thing. And I think to see, and I remember going to church, even like we grew up Catholic and being in church. And I remember the smell of his leather coat and standing up next to him and just feeling good that he was there with me at church. Like even as a kid, I remember that feeling. So I think there is a certain about like this security that happens when you see your dad being healthy, doing healthy things, being, I think that even kids wouldn't be able to verbalize it till they're older, but I think it's such a huge, huge thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that episode of modern family, (laughs) um, where I don't even know the act, what's his name? Ed O'Neill. He's like talking about like, yeah, Yeah. that's (laughs) that's his name. I couldn't think of his name (laughs) in the show, but he's talking about like, you go through life and your kids are, constantly like growing up and you're you're constantly just moving on to the next thing you don't ever take time to realize that that was the last time they did something you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that's the last time you picked them up Mm -hmm. and you don't realize it so and I think that episode came out before we had kids yeah and so like I was like yeah whatever who cares (laughs) you know what I mean like it had no effect on me and then like I saw like it as like a thing on tiktok or Uh youtube or something like it was like a little short clip of that and it was after we had sophia and like i pick her up all the time Mm -hmm. and jasmine's like you're doing this to yourself i'm like (laughs) i I tell you what you're not gonna regret it i'm not gonna no and she won't regret it i was like (laughs) i'm not going to not do it because i don't know when she's not going to want to do it totally you know what i mean so like i had my back was messed up. Like I could barely walk. And Sophia's like, Dada, carry me. And she's like, you got to carry her. You said you want I was like struggling to get up. I was like struggling to walk up the steps. And I'm like, I don't care. And yeah. yeah. You went to the chiropractor afterwards. Yeah, I did. I think I went like the next day. I had to because it was so bad. I really do think if you invest and you are on purpose involved with your kids and have a relationship with them, they want that and they're going to continue to want it. Even when they get to be teenagers and they seem kind of funny, um, our older two were never like that. They always wanted us around. Mm -hmm. I think we're more involved in their youth groups and their things like that. And they've always just been fine with us being around. Josh and Emma have had times when they're like, don't need us around necessarily. They don't think we're as cool as the other two <laughs> always. Um, but now I think they're getting better. Like for oh, sure. Yeah, they want to hang out. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll end up. They'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah. 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 And it's better already. They'll realize us, like, wait, what? Like, yeah. Once they have kids and they realize you're the only way they can go out and do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as a teenager, you got to rely on your yeah. parents to give you permission. And as an adult, you got to rely on your parents to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. They're going to come back eventually. Do you guys feel like you ever lost your identity as a couple because of your kids? Did, your, did you ever feel like your kids were your whole identity and not your marriage? Well, I mean, I think that could have been easy for us because we barely had any time without kids. Yeah. Yeah, we like, literally were always with kids. Is that like a thing that you fear when your kids are out of the house? Because like a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. either get divorced when their kids are really little, like your parents did, yeah. or when they're empty nesters and they don't they don't identify with each other anymore. Like you're not the same person I married right. thirty years ago. Yeah. Well, of course. It was thirty years yeah. ago. But yeah. like, I don't know. I'm I we're we're getting into that stage, mm-hmm. and we talk about that. I love it. I, <laughs> I I love going for walks with her, and yeah. 
we'll just go out to dinner, get a drink. I, I love it. Love a drink kids. of water? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's better than me. Like he's like, we need to be on purpose because yeah. these kids are going to leave and then it's be just going to be. I'm glad that you guys are even talking about it yeah. now because like I think you're realizing it. Yeah. That's that, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ends up being a thing after, yeah. and then you're like, because we talk about it yeah. now, yeah. even yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, like that'll be interesting. But like, it it is <sighs> interesting. Like we have two kids at home still. One's in college, obviously, but the other one's in high school. Mm-hmm. And there will be nights you come home, and it's just her and I. Nobody's home. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of rare, though. I feel like they're because there's right now we're still going to like Emma's volleyball or cheer sport things yeah. or there's things we have to do. So I don't feel like we have we haven't had a lot of extended time with nobody around. And then like even our ones that don't live at home come home. Yeah. Yeah. They like to shop in our storage room from the Costco <laughs> stuff. They'll go shopping. They come for dinner. Um, we we really want them around. Yeah. Um, and they want to be around, I think, quite a bit as much as they can. We try to do a lot of things as a family or the, the kids hang out together, which is huge to us. But I feel like that's good. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because we have friends who are still kind of have kids at home and now they're grandparents, too. So I don't know yeah. how long that season yep. could be where you really have much time by yourself. Yeah. yeah, I think it depends on how close your kids live to you and how. Plus, I think you developed a relationship with your kids for them wanting to come back because you're doing something right. Yeah, because if they're like, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Then you're not developing something. There's something missing then when they have that attitude of I can't wait to get out of here and then only come during Christmas. I think there's a balance of those kids that you can't get out of your house. Right. Right. Like these you talk about parents of these kids that are. 30 something and they're living in their house and don't leave or whatever. Like that's probably not healthy unless it's cause they're in a season, they're building a home, they lost yeah. or whatever, like a season where you're helping them. Um, but an equally bad, like is kids who don't want to come home period. So we try to really let our kids have their own lives, but we want to be involved and have a good relationship with them, but very much try not to be like weirdly controlling or like, you we will do this for you if you do this like we don't want to be like that we want it to be like you want we want you around and we we want you to know we want you to be around but we also want you to have your own lives you to want to be around yeah and you have to let them have their own life and even with your kids like with sports and things like that I think sometimes parents put so much on themselves about that or like you have an expectation of your parent was never there or never let you do a sport. So now you're going to have your kids do all the things. Maybe your kid doesn't even really want to like let them be supportive, but let that be their burden to a certain extent too. Like how much do you really want to do? Do you love it? We've always made our kids, if they committed to something, they have to finish it. Like you have to finish the season. You didn't like soccer. Don't do soccer next spring, Mm -hmm. but you're going to finish it because we talked about it and you wanted to do it. But, like, I think parents are weird about putting so much on them and making it kind of about them. How much money I'm paying for you to do this? Well, then don't pay. I mean, if you're going to be dragging your kid and complaining all the time, then just say either you get up and you go or you're not going to do it next season. End of story. Because it's going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in two weeks, we're not going to ever go to another high school sporting event for our kids. What? Two weeks? Three weeks. That's a long time. She's got a while. It could be done at the end of October. Okay. <laughs> she could. She might. Yeah, she could. <laughs> I'm like, geez, don't cut her off. She might have a little more time. Anyways, my point is, within the next month. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'll be our last high school sporting event. Yeah. Right. You know, for yeah. one of our kids. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yep. 
It's fun. You got to enjoy the seasons. I liked all the seasons of my kids. People always ask, what was your favorite? Do you like babies better? Do you like, I literally have loved every single season of my kids. I didn't love babies. <laughs> yes, you did. Cause you always wanted more babies. Why do you think we had so many babies? <laughs> He'd hold a baby and be like, Oh, I think we need another one. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I didn't love the baby stage cause I love my sleep. <laughs> I will always tell people that my favorite stage is, um, High school, college, career age. Okay. They will talk to you about anything. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to watch them launch and kind of get their own ideas and bounce ideas off of you. And that's fun. But I wouldn't want to go back to babies. I wouldn't want to go back to that. But I liked it when I was in that season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can say the same thing too. I like every season so far. But do I want to go back to those nighttime videos? No. Right. Right. Yeah. She was like, should we have another kid? One, we can't. But she's like, I think I, I kind of want another kid. I'm you, like, can have a rever- you can have a reversal for like up to seven years. Just FYI. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. Do no, not. He's, no Michael Scott. I'm going to have to like edit I'm every not, single time you talk about your vasectomy. I'm not talking about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> we can't have kids anymore. Do you know the total three vasectomies has been made? No, he had a bad experience. Yeah. He keeps talking about it. Anyway, oh. we won't talk about it. We won't oh. talk about it on this. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Just deal with like, your trauma right now. <laughs> yeah, we can work through it. No, no okay. <laughs> He's like, no, somebody else. Just don't get it. Old doctor who doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. But no, she was like, should we have another kid? I'm like, do you really want bottles again? Mm-hmm. We are almost done with diapers. Like, mm-hmm. do you really want to? And she's like, mm, no. Right. That's why we had them every couple of years. Because I knew people that did like four, like on purpose, mm-hmm. were like, let's wait four years or in preschool. Then we have another yeah. one. And I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Just live in that chaos. Yeah. Like there, that's what you're doing right now. That's your season. Yeah. Season of chaos. Yeah. And then move it to a different season. Yeah. But I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyways, you can end it because you're so weird about end, ending. No, end it however you want. <laughs> I don't care. Bye. <laughs> no. No. I don't do know. it. What do you want me to say? Do you have a good Thank ending? you for listening oh, to you. Oh. This has been another episode of Not So Sugar Coated with Bert and Jasmine. We'll be back next time.